0: Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm Ed Greer.
1: And I'm Ron Swallow. And today we have an awesome guest. He's hilarious. He's smart. And he looks so handsome. On top of that, he's a podcaster, comedian, and uh, just all around badass. Please put your virtual hands together for
2: Travis Clark hey thank you so much everyone i'm so excited to be here
0: <laughs> dude it'd be so fun if you kept that up I the love whole time was your whole voice. Voice. <laughs> oh my god
2: so, <laughs> what if i was like finally guys i'm so ex- i just feel comfortable around you enough to be my real self You're like, oh
0: god really dude that's that was the eternal conundrum because i can do different voices besides this nasally drone but i was like I can't keep them up. I'll slip and I'll blow my cover. So I just had to debut my podcast <laughs> and my podcast of voice is this nasal drone. Uh, one thing I wanted to uh, ask you about, like, I, it's funny. I think we talked about it last time on the classic show, Nerd Goat. We talked about um, Night Rider. It was one yeah. of the funniest episodes we ever had. It's you're great on mic and you really know about podcasting because you have produced podcasts. Is it crazy for you, how big podcasts have gotten right now? Like, like your particular job is now one of the bigger jobs.
2: It's so strange because when I first started uh, fucking around with podcasts, you had to keep explaining them to people. Like <laughs> It was like you were trying to explain the internet to somebody in, like, the mid-90s. You're like, there's a thing and you can use it. And I remember one time someone came to me that went, I really like your audio blog. And I went, sure, I'll take it. Like, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I don't care. But now it's strange that, like, it would be really strange if someone went, oh, what's a podcast? I don't know what that is. Like, it's just ubiquitous with pop culture now. It's just part of the tapestry that we weave, the stories <laughs> that we tell.
1: I think it helps that uh, people drive all the time. People have to commute to work because uh, living in a city is next to impossible now. So you buy a house outside of the city or something along those lines and you got to drive 45 to an hour. So a nice tight hour podcast is like really nice to listen to. Or if it's a two to two and a half hour, then you can do it on the way in there and on the way back. And it, you know, like sometimes when you're listening to music, you, you could get distracted or you become like a, you, you could just hit a zone where you're not paying attention to anything. But when you're listening to someone have a conversation with another person, it really helps you focus. Even while you're listening and kind of getting what they're saying, you're still able to focus on like what you're doing a little more as well.
2: True. But then there's also, you know, for us introverts, you go, I have friends now. Like you get to have this (laughs) big idea (laughs) that that you've made friends with a new group of people.
0: No, no, that that was definitely where I was going to go, because, man, like, uh, especially during the thing that will not be named, uh, that sucked, and has been hounding us for two years. It's just like, damn, dude there's nobody around it's a way to have people be around and you get to select who's around uh-huh. You're just like and you even get to select what they're talking about like i don't want to listen to these guys talk about this i'll listen to them talk about this though you can like be that select. we can control our friends it's like you know what i mean uh we we've set we've become people who make our own interactions with other people by our own measuring stick
2: true and i do wish we had that like fast forward 10 second button in life though Cause you're like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm like where this story's going. Let me, uh, let me <laughs> let's go. Well, I'm still not sure. Let's skip ahead. Skip ahead two minutes, Alexa. Okay, no, so it's better now. It's better now. I like the story. <laughs> well, dude, in that respect, you came on here.
0: We usually have pop culture things, and so and this fits right in that wheelhouse. What you want to talk about today? But man, it's. I think it's the first time we've had like an entity or a space. Be nominated as the greatest. I think this is the first time an actual space, uh, you know, has been nominated. something
2: in the physical realm that a person could go and touch. I think, well, so. sort of. We, we
0: did do video
1: stores. The, the other closest one. We're only we're talking about Disneyland, as you know, by the uh, title of the actual episode. But
2: what it, if that was a red herring? What if I was like, no, we're not talking about that at all. I'm here to talk about the underground tunnels where they keep all of those real secret missiles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then this episode would never come out
0: <laughs> well i mean there's there's definitely people who talk about conspiracy theories for comedic value and then i think what's the problem is once an idea is real it's real once it's proposed it's real on some level and then it becomes whether somebody wants to take it there like we never went to the moon it's like there's people who are like huh, 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 guess what if we didn't go and then there's people who are like we definitely didn't go And it all comes from that same gem of a stupid idea, which relates directly to what we're talking about. Because Disneyland, I got to say, it's a viral germ. And I didn't get it. And you guys did. And I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I'm saying that thing that gets inside you that has you um, think about it as like part of your – I remember when I used to smoke. that, That smoke break was part of my life. It was engineered into my life. And it was like, I got to go outside every this many minutes. Out, pack of cigarettes is 20. Uh, there's 20 of them in there. They fit a perfect clock amount of time before you got to get another amount of cigarettes.
2: It's like this perfect engine, like a casino. And that's how I see Disneyland. You're you know? not far off. There is so much crazy psychology to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So I'm an enormous Disneyland fan. And people mistake that as me being an enormous fan of Disney or Disney movies. I can pick Mickey mouse out of the lineup after that. I'm lost. I don't know. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> um, most of the Disney movies came out when I was an adult, you know, cause I'm old as fucking shit. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: so what I like about Disneyland is that experience that you're having. If you go there and you feel this is the magic, most magical place on earth or the happiest place on earth, that is all engineered for you to feel that. And there's things at play that you don't even know are happening. That's so fucking cool to me.
1: What's one of the ones, the designs that pop out to you first?
2: So, the very first experience you'll have if you walk into Disneyland is you'll walk onto Main Street and the castle looks very, very far away. It's not very, very far away. The build is a forced perspective. The buildings are actually getting smaller as Main Street goes (laughs) so that it looks like it's further away. You're also entering Main Street during Walt's childhood that's why it has this turn of the century gas lamps horse drawn carriages but also electricity and also motor cars that's when he was that's when he came to california during this kind of turnover of the old way versus the new way all of that is put together so the feeling as you walk into disneyland as you're walking down into walt's kind of experience but you're also walking into a world that is shrinking and becoming more manageable and you're becoming more childlike. So that your, the outside world feels not only further away, but it also feels less impactful. And just, and and you're going along and you're like, hmm, I smell vanilla. Maybe they're cooking cookies, but it's definitely also pumped in. It's definitely, there's vents that are pumping scents around you to give you that nostalgic
0: feeling. I've heard, I've heard about that. And it doesn't it, it, it does surprise me. It's not quite on the level of Pro, but it's perfect. Like barbecue <laughs> restaurants have been doing it forever.
2: <laughs> yeah. And also there's the story of Disneyland as you walk in. There's all of these gilded windows that have mm-hmm. writing on them. All of them mean something. All of them have a – it's called the credits of Disneyland. So if you got a window on Disneyland, you are a huge deal in the Disney organization. Like they don't just hand those out to people. And mm. the whole thing used to be an orange grove. So there's one window that's dedicated to tell you like where that is. Um uh-huh. and, and it's really fascinating stuff. Do you
0: remember any of the people who've gotten a window? So these are people who have a window, like people who contributed yeah, like, to the legacy. Like does Uber iWorks have a a window? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> not I'm not idea. sure. You'd have to be like a pretty like a like a Disney legacy person, like um, I mean, Walt obviously has one. His is the casting office right next to the um, Steamboat Willie theater. There's like the mm. Disney casting office, and it's Walter Elias Disney. Um, all the other people, and I'm blanking on the names, but it's like people who helped build the place. But there's so many little golden Easter eggs all over the place. Like it's just you, you, the more you dig into it, the more you find out stuff. Like, what I instance- mean,
0: just uh, just real quick, along those lines, I was saying that Obi oh, works have one because to to to. From a certain point of view, he's Walt Disney's Bill Finger, if you get what I'm saying. Like, like ba- Bob Kane made up Batman, <laughs> trademarked it, drew a character in a red outfit with a domino mask like Robin, and said, "This is Batman." Tried to sell it to DC Comics, and his buddy Bill Finger comes and makes it what we know as Batman. In regards to, have a bat head thing and the cowl, and you know what I mean. And Ubi Iworks came along to Walt Disney's struggling ass animation. It was like motherfucker you gotta do it like this and flipped it and bounced it <laughs> and was like the workhorse that did all the presentations that they were doing to try to get walt disney studio bigger and bigger and the actual grunt work like he steve jobs did up a lot people I'm think sure of walt disney as just sitting down and just drawing 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 oob iWorks was the one that was sitting down drawing drawing drawing. and walt disney was like eh, the ear's too big i'm gonna go to a meeting i'll be back and it's it's like, so I'm just like, ooh, I works, not, not having a window at the damn thing would, would piss how me off. How
1: do you spell his name?
0: Uh, UB and then I, uh, UB space, I W E R K S. I'm sure he's acknowledged somewhere because it would be like, It'd be like He's trying to hide ahead. a five hundred pound body, <laughs> as far as hiding him from the um the if you just put it in Google it'll come up. And he he worked on Steamboat Willie and all that shit. But anyway, go ahead. Uh be, be up as as another psychological thing beyond the sense and the windows showing the the legacy.
2: There's <clears throat> it's a weird thing to find fascinating, but the pavement at Disneyland is fascinating. There's twenty six <laughs> or twenty seven different styles of cement there. So that your foot never gets used to it so that you get less foot fatigue, but it's also very reflective of where you go. So for instance, when you go into Frontierland, as you're going into Frontierland, the pavement starts to change and you start to see wagon wheel tracks and horse hoof tracks and horseshoe tracks. And the deeper you go into Frontierland, the deeper those tracks are. And as you leave Frontierland, the more they fade and turn into different types of concrete. That kind of uh, shit, that kind of tweaker attempt to detail, like that's just amazing to me. I love it.
1: Well, and you know, um, so I'm a I'm a ride fan usually. Like I love roller coasters. So uh for a while I would not I didn't go to Disney. I was like, I'm gonna just go to Six Flags. Yep. Um and and look, Six Flags is fun. Uh they don't give a shit about the cement. The cement no. is the worst cement that you've ever had. It's hotter than anything you've ever walked upon. Somehow <laughs> you can feel it through your shoes. It's a nightmare. But I remember with the first time I went to Disney, I was a little annoyed because it's expensive. Yep. And uh, I was basically being talked into going to it. Uh, and then uh, when I got there, these little things make a huge difference because you really do feel like you're immersed in a different world when you're inside a Disneyland. You don't mm. you you feel like you've left whatever world you used to live in and you're now in something else and you feel you really do feel encircled in uh in in sort of like atmosphere, I guess is the the right word for it.
2: Yeah, and it that's all by design. Like for instance, there's a train that runs around the perimeter of um Disneyland because Walt was an enormous train nerd. Um because when you get to a certain amount of wealth, you can be like, mm, trains are my favorite. And they go, OK, sure. <laughs>
1: sure, We'll build he, a train thing for you, right. you, rich person.
2: But he put it all up on a berm so that you never see the, once you're inside Disney, you never see the outside world. It's impossible. Mm. And uh, it, and that's, again, all by design. How can you always feel like the outside world is is removed from where you are?
0: Well, I mean, also that that thing about um, what we talked about earlier about casinos. I think that's maybe where I was going with that. Just there's some part of the psychology of like the out. The, not only does the, the the outside world doesn't exist, so that the consequences of your actions in here don't exist. So if you want to buy a twenty two dollar churro, hell, buy four of them. We got four kids. Now we got three kids, and one of them's fat, so we got four churros, <laughs> and then we. So that's one hundred twenty-two dollars on churros or whatever, and then you just you just go throughout there. It happened to Clee when we went to goddamn Universal City, even which sucks ass and it's probably terrible compared to like Disneyland. But once you got up in there, started drinking butter beer and fucking around with these wands and shit. Next thing you know, we're standing in a fucking line to get into the store to buy a hundred twenty-dollar fucking piece of plastic that interacts with bullshit that is set out throughout the park. It's ridiculous. And you don't think about it while you're in there.
2: No, because they you've bought into it. You're like, no, it's not a bullshit piece of plastic that interacts with stuff. It's my wizarding wand, and I can cast a spell. And Disney has its so, You know, the second they put rose gold on anything, there is a line <laughs> of girls waiting to get that thing. You're like, okay. I,
1: I know one of those girls. I, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I live with her.
2: But the more that you, so look, I have been an annual pass holder to Disneyland for 14 years now. So I go on average on a, on a light year, uh, and not the speed of light during a course of 365 (laughs) days, but on a year that is not as many as filling as other years, I go 30 times a year on a busy year. I go 200 times. Um, uh, yeah, I went 200 times one year and that's a real moment where you got to go. I guess I'm depressed. Like I guess if I'm constantly <laughs> going to, to the happiest the place on earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe something's broken in me, not something that can't be fixed by a by an animated mouse. Um, yeah,
0: that fool, that fool that went to go see um uh far from home like 286 times this year. There's a guy he made the paper because he said he he like broke a record for seeing something. He literally wanted to live in the moment where like Spider-Man like I guess, got to kick it with the other Spider-Man and then gets to be his own man finally after being Iron Man's buddy. I guess he's one of those who's just like, I need to live in this moment. He kept going back. Or the people who went to Avatar a bunch of times. Those are the, were the original freaks of my generation. The first people I saw that did that. I wasn't alive for Star Wars or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, but like to Avatar, I was like, people literally just want to go be here. That movie ain't that good. They no, want to really be not, there. Yeah.
2: I mean, I went and saw... Star Wars episode 1 10 times in the theater and I didn't like it any of the time and I can't remember if I was doing it to try and convince myself that I had built my Star Wars identity up so much that I needed to justify it mm, but what I more yeah. remember was like well me and all my friends did it it became an outing it became like you know it yeah. was mm. that and then we did something else now that said 298 times to watch far from home uh, you could just talk to your dad. You know, you could just yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Call call your dad. Call your dad.
2: call your dad. Figure I out mean, unless why, he's my yeah. dad. Don't fucking call. Then him. don't don't but, call Ron's dad. Don't call him.
1: No, no, he he's he's gonna tell you bad shit. He'll just he'll just tell you eighth place is the 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 synth loser. So don't call him.
2: He's not wrong. I mean, on I mean, a technical yeah.
0: strike.
2: you shouldn't know. talk no. to a child that way. But he's not wrong. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that, that's the that's the horrible thing though about parenting and then i will lead this back to disney but like the worst thing about parenting is whatever choice you make is wrong on some level especially depending on if your kid doesn't receive it right you know what i mean like like saying practical pragmatic advice to a child is wrong it's like blows my mind because like i think respecting them enough to be like look man people ain't gonna let you kick them in the mouth for too much longer i don't care that you're too Don't be kicking people (laughs) in the fucking mouth. You know what I mean? Like, don't be like punching people in the balls when you roll up to them. You got to roll up with the decorum. Stick your little punchy hand out and shake the fucking hand, bro. And I'm talking to like a one-year-old. And I would do that. I would straight the fuck up, do that. I know it. It's one of the reasons I don't have kids.
2: Yeah, I know God. that I would do that. One of the reasons I don't have kids is Disneyland, because you see every bad parent in the world. There. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. You that see is true. every terrible choice manifest, and that's an, an odd way. One of the reasons I love Disneyland is the people watching aspect. You oh, get yeah. to see people from all over the country, nay, all over the world, come mm-hmm. here and do the weirdest shit in public, and never feel any amount of embarrassment or sh- or shame. Just doesn't, it doesn't show up on their radar. I remember once watching a lady yell as if someone were drowning. Don't give him mayonnaise! That's the one thing he can't have. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> people. Now, I mean, I, I think one of the things about being in a park, and Ron, you can probably attest to this. I I'm asking both of you, what is it though, about We'll go back to the people watching in a minute, but but to the the act of being in a park, I've walked for eight hours in a row at a comic book convention and spent three hundred dollars. If I ever walked for eight hours at Disney and spent three hundred dollars on things, somebody has my mom in a basement with a gun to her head, and you know what I mean, or you know it's 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 a weird situation that happens. I've been kidnapped somehow, and I just well, what is it? What's the appeal of being in that environment?
2: For me, there's this shared history you have with people, no matter when they've started going to Disneyland, because Disney has changed over the years as much as they also give you that feeling of, oh, this is just how I remember it. Mm. There's a strange thing. Like, I actually ended up bonding with my mom about Disneyland a lot. My mm. mom went to Disneyland for the first time in like 1961 or 62 when she was a little girl. And she's shown me photos of this, of her on Main Street. And if you updated it for today, it doesn't look that different. So I can walk in the same place and have the same experience that I had as a little kid, Mm -hmm. have the same experience my mom had as a little kid, have the same experience that my wife had as a little kid, and we're all in that same place again. Now, I like walking for a long period of time. And if you only spend $300 in uh, Disneyland, you had a coupon. Like, I don't know. There's no way to get through that park without dropping some serious money. Cause you'll be like, Oh, I'm thirsty. And I want like a glass of water and a pretzel. And they're like $50. And you go, how, how is that possible? (laughs) But there's, there's something about. Especially like Disneyland during the day is fine. Disneyland at night is a whole other experience. Like you get to walk around, you get to hide a little bit in the shadows their lighting design is really cool. There's fireworks. Mm. There's more ways that you can kind of like go off and, and and like not be seen or, or be alone. Um, It's just, it's, it's, it has that creepy is the wrong word, but it has that sort of like, especially on a foggy night, a foggy night at Disneyland you know you're safe, but there's still that kind of, this is almost a horror movie. It's almost (laughs) a horror movie, but I know no one's ever going to come out and get me. I'm safe. I can walk around the inside of a horror movie without ever getting hurt.
1: There's literally a series of books uh, that are horror stories of being in Disneyland at night.
2: There's a series of books of like all the real shit that has gone down at Disneyland at night from the employees. Like, Oh, wow. You know, uh, there's a, a book series of books called Mouse Tales, a behind-the-ears look at Disneyland. And it tells you all the stuff Disney doesn't want you to know. Like about, there really are underground tunnels there. There really are laws that only apply to Disneyland. There really yeah. are um, rides that killed multiple people. And they're not the rides that you think of. The most deadly ride at Disneyland was a ride called America Sings. And it was a carouseled uh theater you would sit in the thing and and the whole theater would turn and you would see different animatronic things, try and sell you propaganda about how great America is. Yeah. If you were a cast member, you had to like put yourself in like this little cubby while the, while the room spun around. And if you didn't do that right, you got smeared along the backside of the wall. And that happened to like two or three different people.
1: That's insane. And,
2: And finally they were like, we need to stop slowly crushing our employees. Let's just do that emotionally. Let's just move
1: <laughs> let's just have them live in their cars, <laughs> yeah, in the parking lot of Disneyland. Yes, because they <laughs> because they can't afford to live in Anaheim. Um, but and, and that's and that's one of those things. It's this is one of those interesting things because um, it's the same problem I have with Amazon, and, and, and I have the same problem with Disney. Um, it's they're a giant corporation who really do like really fuck over people like 100% fuck over people, but also everything they do is like fucking magnificent.
2: I I hear what you're saying. I I struggle with it too. But but after a while, you know, after your 10th year of renewing your annual pass, you're like, well, clearly I'm complicit in this. Clearly I'm okay with what's happening. There is that kind of thing where, you know, they, they, they do some shady stuff. They do some shady, shady stuff at the same time. Have you been on the Haunted Mansion when they put up all the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff? It's pretty great. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> and at the same time, my best friend uh, played Jafar for, I want to say, three or four years. And him playing Jafar uh, was a thing he was uh, able to put on his resume, which then got him jobs in theater. And now he's literally a theater actor for a living because he did start it at Disney as Jafar. I mean, that's insane.
2: Yeah, you start at Disney, so. you'll you'll go Jafar, and that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> <I would laughs> <be.
1: laughs> uh, no. I mean, I, I, don't, th- th- I can't th- believe I know. laughed at that. I'm so mad <laughs> at you right I now.
0: See, uh, oh, Mr. I hate puns because I'm so smart. <laughs> I, I hate puns. Yeah. I do. I don't but, like them. But uh, it's it's not. I'm just trying to tell you though. It's not an indicator of intelligence. It's just personal taste. It's, not. it's like it's yeah. like my hate of magic. I try to say that it's intelligence, but it's really just cuz I I hate <laughs> period, like I hate period. So yeah. so uh but and speaking of the magic of Disney, the only thing I really hate about Disney is I think people like Disney, people like Amazon, give people the the misapprehension that to be as good as they are at their job, they have to be shitty. You know what I mean? Like, I, some kind of shittiness. Like Michael Jordan used to punch his teammates in the mouth, the ones that he knew couldn't fight him back and knew he could get fired in two seconds. He'd punch him in the fucking mouth. But he was trying to win a championship for Christ's sake. It's like, well, he probably could have won a championship without punching people in the mouth that couldn't defend themselves. Yeah. He probably could have done that. But the it just gets part of the legend. Being a super fucking dickhead gets part of the legend. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
2: but you know what? Ed, it elevated everybody. <laughs>
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's just one of those things that I'm it's mind boggling to me because you're
2: not wrong. I, I, I I I hear what you're saying, but but here it's actually something I wanted to talk about about Disney. And maybe this is a wrong reason to like it, but it gave me a feeling one time where I went there and I was like, oh, I understand the class system, I understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Because inside Disney, there's a quote unquote secret club, and it's not that secret, but there's a club called Club 33. And you can only go there if you're very wealthy, know someone who's very wealthy, know someone who is friends with someone who's very wealthy that uh, is owed a favor. That's the only way you can really get in there. And I got to go, I've been there twice now over the years. And the first time you go in there, you're like, this must have been what it was like to go on the Titanic. Like you're on, (laughs) like before it went down, like you're just like, this is great. This is good. And you can go out on this little balcony And literally look down at people. (laughs) (laughs) You can be like, oh my God, I'm special. I'm in a special place and I'm looking down at you. You don't even know that I'm looking down at you because you don't even know I'm up here. I'm so special. You don't even know you're not special. And I went, oh, this is the upper class mentality. Now I get it. Now I understand (laughs) where all of this comes from. You invent privilege you invent prestige and you use you weaponize it and it and i'm somebody who never thought i would feel that way but after i did it i was like oh i don't want to go back to being ground level i want to stay up here this is amazing yeah Mm -hmm. and i kind of hate myself for liking it for that reason but it's a pretty (laughs) it was a pretty cool experience
0: well but also the thing i was thinking about during during that though honestly is like that's how they game the rich, though. Uh-huh. Like the uber rich, go, "Hey, richie guy, stand on top of this pile of dog shit and look down at the people who can't even be on the top of the dog shit. They're down at the bottom of it." Meanwhile, this is corrugated, fabricated walls. The fucking people serving you drinks are basically slaves. Like they're really well trained. You know what I mean? It's like they've 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 cut whatever corners they can on everything, even the rich people stuff, so they can make the proper amount of money. They just enough to make you feel luxurious and shit. I mean, it's a perfect business model for like the. You're right. It shows trickle down economics. It shows fucking the class systems. It shows like everybody can be game. You know, the and, people who and game. on
1: top of that, it shows how well capitalism works. Because while I am at Disneyland, I have the fucking great time. <laughs> So I don't think about that very often. We're having this conversation now, but while I'm in Disneyland, I don't fucking think about that. I think about what what I'm going to get a fast pass for and what ride I'm going to do next. And if I'm going to be hungry, where do I want to eat? Do I want to eat at that cool place that has the skewers or do I want to get one of those sandwiches? And why do these sandwiches taste so good? Like this is like really good food at Disneyland too. So like, sure, I paid a lot, but this food is really, really good, even the cheap food.
2: The food is a ride at Disneyland now. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's part of it. Because wow. for a long time, it was like, you know, shitty, shitty reheated food. Apparently, yeah. by the way, Doritos started at Disneyland. That's where they were originally made. Wow. Apparently. Wow. Uh, but yeah, look, I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. The best food, the best sandwich in Disneyland, in my opinion, is the Ronto's Roasters and Galaxy's Edge? You go there, especially. I love. I'm I'm a vegan. If the plant based Ronto Roaster is the best thing in the whole park, bar okay. none, it is the best food in the whole park.
1: Mm, I'll go try it out next time I'm there. I don't know when that'll be, but hopefully soon.
2: And plus, I mean, you get to go stand next to it. You get to order it next to droids. Like it's great. It's it's <laughs> everything you need. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and that's well, that was one of the most amazing things uh, about the and I guess we can talk about how they've expanded when they bought stuff mm-hmm. and and that Star Wars land. You feel like you're in a Star Wars movie.
2: It's you feel unreal. Like that. Now it's a little weird because the main attraction I feel is that is that in shopping. The two rides yeah. are great. The two rides are yeah. a lot of fun. But the real attraction to that is how much do you want to walk underneath a bridge and suddenly feel like you are in a you know in a galaxy far far away you know like it's yeah mm. and by the way okay here's another great thing about about and this is super nerdy another great thing about disneyland is the sound design mm. you walk from frontierland into galaxy's edge you go under a little bridge it's human birds that morph into computer noises and alien strange noises they morph as you're walking into the land so that (laughs) earth leaves you and then you're in batu it's a different it's so subtle and i it took me like four or five trips where i went these clever motherfuckers like look at what they did it's so cool i mean well that's that's a part of um the whole
0: shit that i can like actually respect is just It's much like uh, the whole point of Disneyland to me as a total outsider. Basically, I look at it from the Imagineers perspective. Like to me, I am down with that part totally much like and it's and it's just a way for me to do kind of what you said you were doing on the balcony. Like, oh, I'm one of the people who who, (laughs) I appreciate the people who make these plebeians feel this way. (laughs) I know it's me trying to do that. And I'm just acknowledging it right now. But I'm just saying. Those motherfuckers are smart, and, and it's smart to weaponize people who otherwise wouldn't have had the privilege or the money to do any of these little t- – the guy who made that touch, the guy or gal or whatever, who made that touch about the blending or whatever, yeah. is probably dead now. You know what I mean? Like they, <laughs> they, they they gave that as a brick in the wall and died. You know what I mean? And, and just the, the power to get this many people – it's like film directing. Every great film director says, hey, man. All I do is have all these motherfucking departments do all this work and shit. I'd be like this, that, that, this, maybe move this, maybe move that. People coming to me with great ideas all fucking day. And all I got to do is pick the best ones, put them all in a row. And it's, it's a beautiful thing that Disney has, has built itself, you know?
2: Yeah. They've built this just immaculate machine. I mean, there are experiences you can, you know, as, as Disney has, Evolved with technology, you know, because now you can literally go there and use your phone and do shit in the environment that you're in, like Mm. in in the Star Wars area specifically. You can solve a little puzzle and make the Millennium Falcon shoot jets of smoke because you solved a little puzzle. (laughs) Yeah. So six year old Travis is like, I just made the Millennium Falcon smoke. I just made the fucking thing I wanted to live in as a kid do something. and. You can't. I guess you can put a price on it because I pay it every year, but you can't put a real <laughs> price on that because it's 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 a weird kind of nostalgic happiness that I've only felt at Disneyland. I've never felt that anywhere else, and I think maybe that's what's so great and such special about Disneyland is how
1: it makes you feel.
2: Yeah, the nostalgia it, it brings. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it, it 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 strums an, not an artificial joy, but like a joy. attached to like a different part of your life especially if you're an adult going there it it does something that other places just don't like there's been i have for six years now said each time my pass is about to expire this is the last year i'm older now there's other places i want to go there's other things i want to do and then it's like literally the hour my pass is expiring i gotta renew it i gotta renew it i'm gonna come back i'm gonna (laughs) come back
0: I mean, well, and see, you know what's funny to me about the whole jazz? I know I've been kind of like a super dickhead, and I think it is a classism thing. Ron kind of hurt my feelings earlier when we, <laughs> we were talking about, um, we were talking about doing this, right? We always do these, just break kayfabe. Me and Ron talk about our subjects we're going to talk about, because sometimes people be like, I want to talk about the Peloponnesian War, and I'm like, Ron don't know no shit about that? <laughs> and I don't know shit about that.
2: So we're not <laughs> yes. talking
0: about that, and it ain't going to click. Ain't nobody going to listen to that shit. We're not a big enough podcast to be talking about everything willingness so when we bring i bring the subject so you said disneyland i'm just like i fucking hate disneyland actively and i don't understand how much why i do that and then ron goes is it the money and it like ruined me because it is because when i was a kid yeah we had we were were in kansas city and we went to worlds of fun which is a it's a a well-known um theme park but World's of Fun costs like a fucking come in with a Coke can and and, a, and your dick in your hand and you're in. And you get and you get a <laughs> fucking a, churro. And it's that's like a, a strange
2: cover charge act. <laughs> it,
0: is. it is. It really I'm is. Just saying, I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. it wasn't no goddamn this huge amount. They, and then, they don't let uh, women small, in. A <laughs> Unless, unless and man, of course, you know. They can. They can bring toys. They can bring anything. Just <laughs> I, from what I understood,
2: the the as cover charts did not agent. say. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't have to be attached. It could just right, be yeah, a I severed. Be you know, you could. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. You're fine. Lorena oh, was it. an early adopter. <laughs> Lorena Bobber <laughs> had a lifetime membership. <laughs> I'm
0: so
1: glad <laughs> we just pulled that 80s joke out of the fucking
0: ether. That was wonderful. But so the bottom line is, it was it was it seemed as though even back in the days, it was probably it's probably 40 bucks, and my old timey money that was probably a lot but it, then it would be like $13 with a coke can or some shit like that so you fucking get in you're wandering around and like it's the midwest so waiting like an hour for a ride is like whoa what the fuck's going on here what the best ride would take about an hour to get on when i was a kid and then there was certain little little rides like there was one thing called the ext it would take you in this bunch of loop-de-loops and then take you back through them backwards and then stop and it was like sometimes we would jump off of it and run and get right back on it we would run so fast we would get yeah. back on it shit like that so, so so Disneyland my experiences of shit like that where you'd like no motherfucker no I'm not going to pay you this super ridiculous amount and then have to wait. no yeah, what? that's the
2: go ahead I was going to say that the trick to having a good time at Disneyland is to it's really the 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 now they're called magic keys they used to be called annual passports is having one of those and I know that those are very expensive things but the trick to that is you don't have to, like, if, if you're going and spending an admission fee and it's pricey, you got to stay there all day. Even if you don't like mm-hmm. it, you have to mm-hmm. stay there all day. You've made this commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the, when you have the annual pass, you can show up and go, way too many motherfuckers for me here today. I'm out. I'm going to grab a Ronto roaster and get the fuck out of here. You eat lunch <laughs> and you leave. Yeah, I've done that several times. And then the, yeah. also the great trick is you can be like, eh, it's 8 o'clock. Fuck it, let's go. Let's go at eight p.m. We'll get there at nine. We'll go on three different rides. I'll go on uh, Astro Blasters, get a million points, bum out a lot of kids because they can't figure out why I'm so good at it, and then I'll feel great about myself. And I'll get to go home at midnight right after the fireworks. I'll feel great. Mm. Because yeah, when you don't, that- yeah, when you don't have to spend all day there, it becomes a lot more fun.
1: Mm. It, it really does. And on top of that, when you can go uh, on a weekday randomly where nobody's going to be there. You also have less. Well, when I say nobody, I mean, less people are going to be there. There's never a time that there aren't people there.
2: But yeah, I do know a few and I will share them with you. Oh, oh, dude, please.
0: I think this the spike in listenership will go up. Some, somehow we'll be able to register this. How, what are the
2: dead times? The best time I've ever had at Disneyland. And you have to be OK with spending the time there. New Year's Eve. After midnight, because it stays open till two. Endure all the motherfuckers during the time when everybody wants the countdown, and then everyone fucks off at midnight. And then you have the park to yourself for two solid hours. You can go on that's anything open. you want. Wow. That sounds good.
0: But so you have the-
2: to be willing to spend, that's how your New Year's is, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that sounds good and romantic. If you have a nice partner that's willing to put the eye black under their eyes and just put the skull cap on and just do that mission with you to have that like sort of romantic breakfast club time after midnight.
2: Or maybe your partner had a procedure earlier that day and is still coming out of anesthesia and you say, do you want to go to Disneyland? They go, I guess. And you're like, that's a yes. And you go, and that's, (laughs) that's how I did
0: it. Hey, many ways to get an experience.
1: Well, I do want to say this. One of my favorite things about Disneyland is when you can pull off getting a group of people together. Yes. It is a fucking blast Mm. because you're together with these people who are there to experience the same thing you are. And on top of that, if they're comedians, which has happened a couple of times, you now have a bunch of funny people that you like that you now hang out with literally all day. And it is amazing.
2: It's a great thing, too. Yes, But a group? A group is fantastic. A group of your friends and funny people, it doesn't ever feel like you wait in a line at that point. You're just sitting there, busting up with your friends, having the best time. And then the next thing you know, you're like, oh, I guess it's time to uh, let – sure. Yeah. Let's go on Mr. Your Toads. Oh yeah. You know, next thing you know, you're on the ride. It's great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, that, that I got to say that, that those hacks would make it somewhat bearable for me. You know what I mean? But I think, cause I think you hit it right on the nail. You guys hit it right on the nail of the head of uh, just, I cannot be places like that for super long times. So I'm not interested in, in enough of the stuff. And let me tell you something, mean, Gene, when they have, The Thor's hammer thing that you throw like they have axe throwing, but it's Thor's hammer and you're knocking out frost giants and you're getting points and they have a daredevil room where you can bounce the fucking nightstick around and hit ninjas with the motherfucker. I'm going to be in there with the rest of you fucks because they'll have me because that's that's the point I wanted us to get to when you were talking about all the acquiring. I love stuff like that. I don't like lightsabers and stuff, but I want that other stuff. What about the Spidey Web's?
2: Ooh, spidey so webs is right
0: there. It ain't quite enough. That plus the other things would have me, though, you know, and, and
2: other things beyond that as well. Because they got the Spidey webs ride right now.
0: Yeah. you I, can I, go I,
2: and go I, and you I, can shoot tempt- webs at, at robotic spiders the whole time. I'm tempted, but that's not
0: quite enough. I mean, give okay. Get my, my daredevil. Even give me I uh, I don't want to say a Moon Knight one. Cause what would that be? Like you're, you, you get, they you give you dissociative identity for three <laughs> minutes on a ride. You don't know who the fuck you are, where you are.
2: That would be kind of fun. Like you wake up and you're like, why am I here? What am I doing? I don't (laughs) understand.
0: And then by the end, you're just like, whoa, they just gave me salvia on this ride. They
2: just gave me DMT at Disneyland. As somebody who has been to theme parks on uh, hallucinogenics, don't. That's all I can tell you. 100% don't do that. Not as an adult, anyway. As a teenager, it was fun. I did it at at Universal with a friend of mine. And if you've ever wanted a man in a wizard robe to come up to you and say, do you need medical attention? Uh, don't. <laughs> no, it's too much. It, you, your brain rejects it. We ran down that hill at Universal. We became so paranoid that like, we were going to go to wizard jail that we just started running. And we left the park. <laughs> We were at the park for a total of 90 minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Along those lines, I want to get each of you guys' favorite memories at Disneyland because a lot of people, we we hinted on it earlier, a lot of people, who their memories and their lives and their family's lives are so tied to Disneyland that they want to have their remains sprinkled there. So there's like a a, a remains patrol that's basically just like, watch that motherfucker with the urn. Oh, he's he's about to sprinkle. You know, whatever
2: they I think. mean, apparently they vacuum up like 12 people a year out of the Haunted Mansion. Like, it's just mm-hmm. that is there's a lot of cremains that end up there. Mm-hmm. Cremains is my favorite. Wow, I didn't know now. that. That's <laughs>
1: insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't know that? That's one of the first things I like learned about the modern Disney world was that, yeah, people feel the way you fuckers do. And I'm, they're going to get me once they got that daredevil stick thing. I'm telling you, the daredevil stick thing, the Thor thing, the fucking something that approximates super strength. Like it, they give you like big Hulk hands or something. You can move and manipulate things that are way bigger than you. So it makes it seem like you have super strength. A Magneto ride where you can move stuff with your mind or something. Could hook up
2: that virtual reality. Man, I'm telling it's you. It's coming. I'll be Cere- right <laughs> there. I'll be right
0: there. Cerebro. Cerebro, where
2: you reach yeah. out to the other people who like, have the same shit that you like. You're like, Dude. oh, there they are.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. That would be fucking great. You know what I mean? You start you, and it just hooks you up to somebody at Disneyland France or whatever and you guys <laughs> yeah. are talking to each other. Oh my
2: god, you'll have thought too. I cannot believe they don't have the armor.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that Dude, was great. I, you know, you I everyone hates my French accent because it sounds like I'm making fun <laughs> of you them. You don't
0: do a French accent. You That's do true. a Cajun person falling down the stairs. <laughs> <Yes>. oh, <no. laughs>
1: oh my god. <laughs>
2: oh my god, that's all I hear now, Ed. That's
1: hear.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, dude, Cajun man. So, I, uh, so basically, you, so what are you guys' top memories at the park?
2: Yes, I have a weird one. I have a weird one because I have led a weird life. When I was a very, very little kid, uh, I went to. Disneyland with my dad's work friends. And my dad's work friends were all comedians. So I went to Disneyland with Carrie Snow, Bob Sagitt, like all of these people who ended up being, they, they at the time, they were just people. They weren't known people. So I went to like, I went to Disneyland with a 26 year old Bob saget and just <laughs> laughed my ass off because I was a little kid and he was basically a big kid. And I can remember driving down the freeway driving down the five to go there and bob was super tall and he would pop his head out of the sunroof of his car and drive with his head out of the top of the car (laughs) i'm like eight years old that was the funniest thing i ever saw (laughs) and then i remember being on the haunted mansion and as you go on this is one of my favorite memories because it 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 i laughed at the time because i just thought it was a funny thing to say and then as i got older and uh, you'll you'll hear we were on the ride on the haunted mansion and you were passing by Madame Leota, which is this head in a crystal ball. <laughs> and Bob says, Oh, it's Mitzi. I wonder if she's gonna pass me. And I thought that was the funny. <sighs> I'd like that became intensely more funny when I was an adult. So I just
1: <laughs>
2: wow and the like, people out there. Yeah. I was go ahead, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Mitzi Shore used to run the comedy store. She recently died. But she uh is the one who passes you. You have to pass, you have to go in front of Mitzi, you have to prove you're good at the comedy. It usually takes you like I've heard up to 20 times, but uh 10 times, five times, ten times to get passed. And then uh so that's hilarious. Um and <laughs> she's also like a crazy lady. So hey, I'm Mitzi. Hey, <laughs>
2: I don't, don't know if I like whole. you, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure I get the reference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, R.I.P. Now, it, it, it's, whoever you get turned down, I mean, I know the people in this charge of the comedy store right now, so I'm not. But like, whoever is turning you down at the comedy store right now, I don't know that they're doing it with that aplomb. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um but I will say, uh so Ron, what, what's yours?
1: Um that's a great question. I'm going to go with Okay, well I got two. One is going with Ariel on her birthday. Um because it just makes her so happy and we always go and we get a pass on her birthday. Um and then we go that day, it's December 11th. It's always freezing. It's usually uncomfortable and it's also wonderful. And I always have a great time with her uh, on that. But also uh, Halloween, um, oh. we went. It's their Halloween is insane. It's a, a beautiful. It's just it's just wonderful. So uh, I, I would go for their Halloween yeah. at night. Um, and and their actual, their they usually have like a time when they hand out candy. Uh, as well like that that night is great and they let you go in costumes um in that uh that time the most of the time they don't let you go to in costumes but in that that night you get to dress however you want to dress and it's it's wonderful
2: the holidays at Disneyland I mean it's more than one memory but the last 10 Christmases minus maybe a couple of years that you said we're not talking about. that is the feeling of christmas to me like and i know that i know it's manufactured i know it's it's designed to feel that way i know the smell of cinnamon and peppermint in the air is all being piped in from my experience but the lights and the garland and the christmas fireworks and just that feeling when you're there you're like oh this is what family happiness must feel like like it's just a <laughs> nice <laughs> it's a nice feeling it and is. i i really love the holidays in the park and I, again, I, maybe that's why I go so much. Maybe I'm just like, did they put up the holiday stuff yet? Did they put up the holiday stuff yet? Like just keep going because they put it up earlier every year. Maybe that's why I go so much. But y- you can't beat from really the fall holidays to the winter holidays at the park. They're just unbelievable. Okay, but okay,
0: that this is maybe this is just for my own edification. But what are the worst parts of the park in each of your perspectives? Yeah. Because there's got to be yeah. something that's fucking terrible, even now. I, I and I, I put this forward as us trying to Shark Tank a little bit, trying to fix something that's fucked up by proposing a solution. You know what I mean? So, do you guys have any of those? Because I think that's interesting.
2: Mine is, <laughs> it's unfortunately the unavoidable unvo- unavoidable part of it. Uh, the other people. When it's really crowded, it's the worst. It's not fun when that place is choked with people because no one's having a good time. Everyone's just like there's too many. Everyone's like there's too many people. Mm -hmm. That and getting stuck on a ride and having that ride ruined for you. Mm -hmm. I can't go on soaring over the world anymore because I was stuck on it for an hour. And every 20 seconds, Patrick Warburton came on and said, Your flight has been temporarily delayed. I can't even hear his voice anymore without being like, I can't, I can't. Wow. And they had no way to turn it off. So we were just submitted to this and you're in a seatbelt. So you can't get up and leave. They have to come and unlock you. And there's a whole process. And basically you're putting a 20 year old who's just out of college or working their way through college in charge of a giant million plus dollar piece of machinery that has people locked in it and they can't just go, I'll let you out. Like they have to sit there and go, I've called someone. I don't know what to do. Like they're, they're panicking. You're panicking. That's a bad time.
1: (laughs) I haven't had that experience yet. I've had the short ones where it's like, there's a temporary. And then you just start moving again. Right. Um. Damn bad. Okay. Well, no, it's not but I think if this is the same thing though, in a way. Going with bad people.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, that's that's probably a big one. You know, uh um, when when you especially when if you didn't go a lot, uh one of the things he mentioned earlier uh that I think is important is that if you're not gonna go often to this, you need to make this a trip where you're gonna go the entire day. You don't like waking up early normally? Well, this day. You're waking up early because you need to make sure that you actually go on every ride and experience every single thing you you can because you are going to spend at least $300, most likely, counting getting in and all that sort of thing. And parking
2: and food and yeah.
1: yeah, all of that. So you need to make sure that you have people with you who are willing to do that too. Because the worst experience is when you're with somebody who's like, Okay, yeah, we'll get there. And then it's uh, it's it's 10 a.m. And then it's 11 a.m. And then it's noon. And then it's 1 p.m. And nobody's ready yet. And they got to smoke more weed. And then you got to wait. And then it's <laughs> 3 o'clock. And you finally get there at 4.30, 5 o'clock. And you're already annoyed and angry that you haven't been there. And you only get to do three rides or four rides. And they also get tired out because they're high and drunk and on shrooms. And like <laughs> then yes yes yeah
2: <laughs> another I, i'll add two more bad things to disneyland <laughs> day drunk daddies are the worst oh buddy dads yeah. who are like pre-gaming and r- like just going to town like letting loose with a stroller and like the <laughs> beer and the all that you're like you're like those are the worst dudes um yeah. because they're always like like they're always trying to like air hump something or they're always trying to like, they end up like they're doing, they do the, like, look around. I'm gonna And you're like, Oh, here comes some racist, you know, here just, they're going to just say something you don't want to hear. And the reservation system to get in the park is not fun. But if you want to go to one of the nicer eateries, you got to get up at midnight, two months before you want to go and make, and hope the reservations aren't gone by the time you do it because they release them at midnight, 60 days in advance. I hate that.
0: Well, so it really sounds like the worst parts of a manufactured environment that was built <laughs> off of my man Oob iWorks drawings. And some hucksterism and imagineering later. There's a billion dollar company that snatches the soul out of all of my comics, and I'm just—I—I I gotta say, man, I—I I love the fact that the Disney is the Borg. They really do say, oh, for me, sure. Let me add your distinctiveness to my own, my own. And they give you a boost too. Cause you know, before you was a boy, you wasn't bench press
2: of 500 pounds. Now you can bench press 500 pounds and fight wharf. You know what I mean? And you've proven that resistance is futile. You've already told us what it's going to take to assimilate you. <laughs> oh and that's, dude, coming. That's, that's, that's coming.
0: That's coming. Dude, my shield frequencies. I gave them the codes. <laughs>
2: and they can yeah. just go
0: right through if they want to, baby.
2: Uh, Walt yeah, Disney, okay. the original Borg Queen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, ab- absolutely. And there's something as we dismount here, there's something almost magical to that sort of assimilation that's sort of pulling everything in. It's like, you like pirates? Go over there. You like Marvel? Go over there. You like force bullshit? Go over there. You like this? Go over there. I mean, if if Disney owned Harry Potter. They would, it's well, over. B- game b- over. B- before, yeah. before recently, it would have been super game over. I mean, if, if Homegirl <laughs> just sits by the fire and counts our money and shuts the fuck up, and Disney buys that, the world has changed. Because there's almost no entertainment for anybody else. Like there's Transformers and some other shit under a blanket on a park bench outside of the, 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 <laughs> the, world, the world that Disney has made for IP.
2: My name is Optimus Prime. I will give you a squeezer in the parking lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like, I think there's a giant robot behind this glory hole. <laughs> he's, got his, <laughs> he's got his trailer coming out the, the back of shit. Autobots <laughs>
2: suck off.
0: <laughs> 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 his name His name is not bumblebee it's cumblebee <laughs>
1: the, the problem is that only disney would Bumble be able to make old. a glory hell big enough to work fit for a transformer so <laughs> optimus <laughs> prime is in trouble he's gonna have to he's gonna have to join
0: <laughs> dude i i think i think so like i mean that's the that's the power of disney it, it, it can get people like me i am immensely uh, and i'm not trying to be annoying about it but immensely inured to magic and any salesmanship thereof it's just no get out of my face Uh, and i don't and i don't like the like uh their characters like i kind of like donald duck because he's so frustrated Sure. All the rest of them can go to hell. I don't like Goofy. I don't know what the fuck his problem is. I don't like him. I don't like his dumb family. I have a brain Uh, injury.
2: Yeah, dude. I mean, straight up, (laughs)
0: he he played too much high school football, and now this is just this malleable friend that (laughs) that Mickey gets over on all the fucking time, and and Mickey's not even like fucking uh, charismatic like Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny would destroy Mickey Mouse and charisma off. Yeah. And it was just like, if, if I'm a kid and I like the cartoons, I'm going Warner Brothers all day on that shit. Uh, so it's like, it, it doesn't, it, it's like, a, I don't have the cracks that Disney can get in. And then they went and bought Marvel, and I'm like, they are gonna get me. They're gonna get you. They're gonna fucking get
2: me. You know, right? I, I've said this before, not everyone gets the reference, but I'll say it again anyway. As much as I like Disneyland, Disneyland is Mickey Mouse's Branson, Missouri. It's like, Mm. you know, I used to be really famous, come to this theater and watch me perform. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, but once they get you through the door, I would actually really love to go with both of you. I think we would have the best fucking time to be honest. I think so. Because to Ron's point, if you go with the right people and you go with your buddies, all the shit that's ridiculous. And there's tons of ridiculous stuff there. And in fact, as you're walking down main street ed there's a magic shop so two things that has two strikes and you're not even in the park yet you know so it's already (laughs) gonna not be your favorite but i think back on like ron ages ago i think we went to go see i don't know if you came to this but a bunch of us went to go see like guardians of the galaxy and i really liked guardians of the galaxy when i saw it in that group setting with a bunch of my comic friends And I was like, this movie's the best movie that's ever been. Like, it's so good. It's the best superhero movie I've ever seen. And then I watched it without everybody. And I'm like, it's fun. It's a fun movie. It's about it's about the hang. It's all about the hang.
0: I mean, but that's what we're getting at in this whole thing is like Mm -hmm. experience. It's so funny that like, I mean, I made a very sexist joke that I'm that I'm keeping because it's true. And it was that most women, their addiction is experience. And I think It's most humans, but men aren't allowed to be as, like, our experiences are bullshitted to this, like, well, if you walked on the moon, did you fly a jet? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whereas women can be like, I want to yeah. go to Milan, yeah. period. I just want to be in the cobblestone streets of fucking Milan and look at 2,000 flushes colored ocean and know that I'm not in Detroit anymore. And that's quite enough for me. But dudes aren't allowed to be like, no, that's totally cool. Like, can't, or, or dudes have to sexualize. I'm going to go to Cancun. But if you could just let yourself be okay with being addicted to new experiences or even old experiences. And renewing them with your family and shit like that, I could totally see the appeal of of yeah. Disneyland.
1: Well, and speaking of guys, if if you want to help uh, us have the kind of money where, uh, like Kevin Hart, who can rent out Disneyland, uh, go ahead and subscribe, rate, review. You know, maybe that'll yep. get us to a point where <laughs> we'll uh, we'll all rent out Disney and then we'll ride every ride. With no people there and just dude, our
0: friends. Dude, join our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash the greatest pod. And dude, just give us millions of dollars so yeah, that I can be, so that I can be okay with spending three hundred fucking dollars on churros and bullshit in the most <laughs> wonderful place on earth.
2: You should start like a club thirty-three level where it's like seventy-five grand just to be that <laughs> level of the Patreon. <laughs>
1: See, if, we can, if we can get one person
0: one person 35
1: you know level I'm, I'm, you know what i'm going to i'm going to our patreon and i'm putting that in there just for fun.
0: dude and you, well, okay what well, okay well we gotta we gotta go through the aristocrats level scenarios that this person is gonna have the power to put us through, through. like no hey, i gave you guys 75 thousand no. dollars
2: but if it's gonna to be the club 33 level it just means you have the right to make a reservation at a restaurant that may be booked. That's all it yes. means. Oh, nice. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's that like somebody plays us $75,000 for the right to request a cameo that we never yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs>
0: that sounds great so uh so travis oh where can people uh, interact with you on the internet and stuff
2: i am at track rivals on all the socials t-r-a-c-k-r-i-v-a-l-s it's my name mixed up into other letters because a youth minister took travis clark everywhere oh, oh man
0: disgusting is, is ron swallow still available ron RonRonSwallow.net. Oh, I, I haven't Cause I, I haven't checked. I tried to get EdGreer.com, and there was like one of those quill pins at an email address. It's like a memorial site for some guy's dad, and uh, and oh. he pays that bill every so, every year. So it's like
2: so he ain't using It's what you're saying.
0: Uh, what am I supposed to I'm supposed to hack him? I'd be like, I hacked your dead dad site for my own commercial interests. Who am I? Walt Disney? (laughs) When
2: I go to edgreer.com, it just says fuck yo dad. I don't know what this means.
0: (laughs) How did he spray
2: paint a web page? That doesn't even seem possible
0: but uh dude, thank you so much for coming on the show man and,
2: of course uh, man i i was uh i was excited to do it and uh um, and I, I love talking with you guys and it's it's weird because that which shall be not named has uh messed up my ability to Perceive time. So when I was like, "Yeah, we'll do." I mean, we just did the uh, episode about Knight Rider. Oh my god!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was that was BC. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. Well, Ron, get us on out of here, man. Well, hey guys,
1: thank you as always for listening to another magical Disney version of the greatest. Oh,